Section 9, Volume 3 of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, translated by Richard Burton. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ellie. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 3, Section 9. When it was the one hundred and forty-first night, she said, it has reached me, O auspicious king, that the wounded rider spake thus to Kemeken. Then came out the same Kadesh, and fell on the old woman and her men, and bore down upon them, bashing them. Nor was it long before they bound her, and the ten slaves bore off their captives and the horse rejoicing. When I saw this, I said to myself, My pains were in vain, nor did I attain my gain. However, I waited to see how the affair would fare, and when the old woman found herself in bonds, she wept and said to the captain, Kadesh. O oh, thou doughty champion, and furious knight, what wilt thou do with an old woman and slaves, now that thou hast thy will of the horse? And she beguiled him with soft words, and she sware that she would send him horses and cattle till he released her and her slaves. Then he went his way, he and his comrades, and I followed them till they reached this country, and I watched them, till at last I found an opportunity of stealing the horse, whereupon I mounted him and, drawing a whip from my wallet, struck him with it. When the robbers heard this, they came out on me, and surrounded me on all sides, and shot arrows and cast spears at me, whilst I stuck fast on his back, and he fended me with hoofs and forehand, till at last he bolted out with me from amongst them, like an earring shaft or shooting star. But in the stress I got sundry grievous wounds and sore, and since that time I have passed on his back three days without tasting food or sleeping out, so that my strength is down broad, and the world is become to me as naught. But thou hast dealt kindly with me, and hast shown ruth on me, and I see thee naked, stark, and sorrow hast set on thee its mark, yet are signs of wealth and gentle breeding manifest on thee. So tell me, what and whence art thou, and whither art thou pond? Answered the prince, My name is Kemeken, son of Suolmeken, son of King Omar bin al-Numen. When my father died and an orphan lot was my fate, a base man seized the throne, and became king over small and great. Then he told him all his past from first to last, and the horse thief said to him, for he pitied him, By Allah, thou art one of high degree and exceeding nobility, and thou shalt surely attain a state sublime and become the first cavalier of thy time. If thou can lift me on horseback and mount thee behind me and bring me to my own land, thou shalt have honor in this world and a reward on the day of band calling to band, for I have no strength left to steady myself, and if this be my last day, the steed is thine alway for thou art worthier of him than any other. Quoth Kemeken, by Allah, if I could carry thee on my shoulders, or share my days with thee, I would do this deed without this deed, for I am of a breed that loveth to do good and to succour those in need, and one kindly action almighty Allah's honour averteth seventy calamities from his doer. So make ready to set out and put thy trust in the subtle, the all-wise. And he would have lifted him on to the horse and fared forward trusting in Allah, Aider of those who seek aid. But the horse thief said, Wait for me a while. Then he closed his eyes and opening his hands, said, I testify that there is no God, but the God, and I testify that Mohammed is the apostle of God. And he added, O glorious one, pardon me my mortal sin, for none can pardon mortal sins, save the immortal. And he made ready for death and recited these couplets. I have wronged mankind and have ranged like wind. Over the world and in the wine cups my life has passed. I have swam torrent course to be of the horse, 
and my girl's high places on plain have cast much i've tried to win and overmuch my sin and cattle of my winnings is most and last i had hoped of this deed to gain wish and need but vain was the end of this journey's vast i have stolen through life and my death in strife and was doomed by the lord who does all forecast and i have told these tolls to their fatal end for an orphan a pauper so kiss and friend and when he finished these verses he closed his eyes and opened his mouth then with a single death rattling he left this world thereupon came mac and rose and dug a grave and laid him in the dust after which he went up to the steed and kissed him and wiped his face and joyed with exceeding joy saying none has the fellow of this stallion no not even king sassan but such was the case with Kemmeken, as regards King Sassan, presently news came to him that Vesadendon had thrown off his allegiance, and with him half the army, who swore that they would have no king but Kemmeken, and the minister had bound the troops by a solemn covenant, and had gone with them to the islands of India, and to Berber Island, and to Black Island, where he had levied armies from far and near, like unto the swollen sea from fear, and none could tell the hosts when from its rear and the minister was resolved to make for baghdad and take the kingdom in ward and slay every soul who dare retard having sworn not to return the sword of war to its cheese till he had made kenmeken king when these news came to sassan he was drowned in the sea of appeal knowing that the whole state would turn against him great and small and his trouble redoubled and his care became despair so he opened his treasuries and distributed his monies among his officers and he prayed for Kemekin's return that he might draw his heart to him with fair usage and bounty and make him commander of those troops which ceased not being faithful to him so might he quench the sparks ere they became a flame now when the news of this reached Kemekin by the merchants he returned in haste to baghdad on the back of aforesaid stallion and as king sassan sat perplexed upon his throne he heard of the coming of Kemekin. whereupon he dispatched all the troops and headmen of the city to meet him so all who were in baghdad fared forth and met the prince and escorted him to the palace and kissed the thresholds whilst the damsels and eunuchs went on to his mother and gave her the fair tidings of his return she came to him and kissed him between the eyes but he said to her o oh, mother mine let me go to my uncle king sassan who has overwhelmed me with weal and boon and while he so did all the palace people and headmen marvelled at the beauty of the stallion and said no king is like unto this man so Kemekin went into the king's sassan and saluted him as he rose to receive him and kissing his hands and feet offered him the horse as a present the king greeted him saying welcome and welcome to my son Kemekin. by allah the world has been straitened on me by reason of thine absence but praise be allah for thy safety and Kemekin called down blessings on him then the king looked at the stallion alcatul highs and knew him for the very horse he had seen in such and such a year whilst beleaguering the cross-worshippers of constantinople with kemekin's sire suel mekin that time they slew his uncle sherkin so he said to the prince if thy father could have come by this courser he would have bought it with a thousand blood horses but now let the honour return to the honourable we accept the steed and we give him back to thee as a gift for to him thou hast more right than any wit being knightliest of knightliest then king sassan bade bring forth for him dresses of honour and led horses and appointed to him the chief of lodging in the palace and showed him the utmost affection and honour because he feared the issue of the vesadendon's doings at this kemekin rejoiced and shame and humiliation ceased from him then he went to his horse and going to his mother asked o oh, my mother how is it with the daughter of my uncle 
answered she by allah o my son my concern for thine absence has distracted me from any other even from thy beloved especially as she was the cause of thy strangerhood and thy separation from me then he complained to her of his case saying o my mother go to her and speak with her haply she will vouchsafe me her sight to see and dispel from me this despondency replied his mother idle desires abase man's necks so put away from thee this thought that can only vex for i will not vent to her nor go into her with such message now when he heard his mother's words he told her what said the horse-thief concerning sad al dawahi how the old woman was then in the land purposing to make baghdad and added it was she who slew my uncle and my grandfather and needs must i avenge them by man boat that our reproach be wiped out then he left her and repaired to an old woman a wicked whorish paniculous bedlam by name of sedana and complained to her of his case and of what he suffered for love of his cousin kusir fekin and begged her to go unto her and win her favour for him i hear and i obey answered the old hag and leaving him betook herself to kusir fekin's palace that she might intercede with her in his behalf then she returned to him and said of the truth kusir fekin salutes thee and promises to visit thee this night about midnight and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say End of section 9 of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 3, recording by Ellie, September 2009.